Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay It's a new year, and with new year comes new resolutions. And what's going to help you complete the resolutions that you set forward for yourself this year? Inspiration. And we have just the company for you that's focused around inspiration. Head on over to staythirstyco.com and put in the code HAVOC to get 15% off on your next order. And make sure you take a look over at the Winter 2022 collection. That's staythirstyco.com. Drop the OY and focus on you. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Parlay Vu podcast. It is time for NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Before we get into that, as always, when I fuck up, when I make mistakes, I like to correct myself. Know that I'm not full of shit. I had gotten a little confused when we were talking about Switchblade Jay White. I think part of it, what rattled me was the breaking news about Stephanie McMahon stepping away as we were going there. What rattled me? The Wrestle Kingdom 17 match where Kenny Omega won the IWGP United States Championship was against Will Ospreay, not Switchblade. Switchblade Jay White is still a former IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, though. Your boy had just gotten a little confused, little made a little oopsie-poopsie-whoopsie. So we're just going to do a little redacted on that right quick. In the last 36 hours since we spoke, by the way, just me and Anthony today. Little two-man game, but it's not me and Brian. It's a new... You've never done a little two-man show, not since season one. Right? I was going to say, we it's did... Not, a, no, I, oh, meant, I meant since. I meant since. Yeah, well, you know, these things happen. Here we are. The band is back together. The original band is back together. That's right. So in the last 36 hours, the New York Jets have fired just about every offensive coach that there is. Miles... Uh, Miles Morales. Miles Austin is facing definite suspension for his gambling allegations. So he's more than... You know, I mean, basically out... Fired offensive coordinator Michael Floyd. Did you see about this, though, about how just how this went down? No. They were planning to keep him. Allegedly, Woody got involved with Shocker. Woody Johnson got involved with the team uh, mm. for the, to their detriment. Well, what a shock. There. You think this is to the detriment? Well, we'll get to it. Let me. We'll okay. get to what, what I mean by that. Um, Sal was digging in. They were planning to move forward and keep LaFleur as the offensive coordinator, bringing a senior assistant. Later was reported Gary Kubiak is staying retired. So no matter what capacity, whether it's the offensive coordinator job that is now open or the senior assistant role, it won't be Gary Kubiak. His son is a guy at the top of the list on Twitter. Other teams with all of the news that was going all over Twitter yesterday and, you know, with since, since Sunday, really, Monday and, and Tuesday and Wednesday, um, other teams reached out to the Jets about inquiring about the ability, the availability of Mike LaFleur. Sal and Michael Floor sat down, had a conversation, and they decided to allow him to pursue these opportunities, which is the weird. No one, no one ever said anything about a firing. They're mutually parting ways, allowing Michael Floor to explore opportunities elsewhere. So he's not fired, but he's not coming back. He's gone. He's gone. But they're not going to say that they fired who, him. Who, I guess. Who's bringing him in as an offensive coordinator at this point? I I don't know if anyone's bringing him in as an offensive coordinator, but. He was the passing game coordinator for San Fran. All right, so he's going to take a step down 
I mean, who knows? It depends. Reset. I guess it depends who might get another head coaching opportunity that wants to take him with him as their offensive coordinator. This Shanahan tree runs deep at this point. Mm-hmm. Original reports that they were looking, not that they were looking, but people kept kind of uh, shoehorning guys that run ran the similar Shanahan offense, similar system. Today comes out that they're not married to a guy and a system. So now we can be talking about a completely different system, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't bode well for Zach Wilson. No. Not one bit. Because now we're talking about three new, three different systems in four years. BYU, Michael Floor, whoever's next. Mm-hmm. The kid who's already struggling with an offense that, I mean, say we want about Michael Floor, and I have said what I wanted to about Michael Floor. I'm not necessarily think it's a bad thing that he's gone. But he had, you know, number one in terms of yardage in the NFL on weeks where he was led by Josh Johnson and Mike White. So the scheme probably works. It's not a scheme issue in my eyes. It's the actual play calling. It's decisions that are made. It's not, It's honestly, the, the, did you see Garrett Wilson said at the end of the year, felt, towards the end of the season, it felt like teams knew what we were doing. Not good. Not good at the NFL level Yeah. for pro defenses to know the play before. Yeah, yeah he might as well. He was in the huddle, actually. Yeah, that's not. You heard the play It's going to be not okay. No good. So what I mean by the detriment to the team, this feels like a situation where if you don't get into the playoffs in 2023, everyone's going to be gone, right? So, tight job security. Arguably right now, no quarterback on the roster, right? And uh, going against the coach who wanted to keep the guy he already had, not a lot of cap space, not a lot of time. Super desirable job. I think it depends on who you talk to because somebody might look at Brees and Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis and the top five defense in the NFL and Rob Sala, and they might say, yeah, this is – this is a job that I want because these, you know, these pieces are here. Woody Johnson says today they're going to be pursuing a veteran quarterback. So that's great for Zach. We're just doing great things. When nothing can happen, we can't sign or trade anybody <laughs> on January fucking 11, dude. So what are we, what, 11, yeah. what, you can't sign or trade anyone until fucking March. So what are we doing making these statements for no good reason? Woody Johnson said, yeah, that's the missing piece. Okay. So, so. Breaking news: Woody Johnson isn't blind. No, obviously I mean, not. But here's the here's why it's the detriment to the team because everything that's come out of Joe Douglas's mouth and Rob Sala's mouth and Michael Floor's mouth until he got canned unceremoniously yesterday was that they weren't quitting on Zach through hell or high water was the was the phrase that Robert Sala used. So now the owner is just coming out there and, and defying the coach and the GM. Feels like a power structure issue now, right? Typical Jet shit for the last 22 mm. years that Woody Johnson is on the team. If you've been paying attention as a Jets fan, this is nothing new. Woody came in and fucking fired Mangini off of a 9-7 and seven season. Off of three straight, I think one losing season and then two, two winning seasons. Third year, they didn't make the playoffs and Woody fucking fired him. The Jets are, I mean... This is a systemic issue with the New York Jets organization. This isn't the players. This isn't, I mean, some Adam Gase te- was terrible. Um, John Idzik was terrible. Mike McCagnin was largely terrible. But it goes deeper than just what Idzik and McCagnin and the end of the Rex Ryan years. And because Todd Bowles was a good, Todd Bowles was a good coach. I mean, decent coach. That was a decent program underneath Todd Bowles and McCagnin for a little bit there. They just didn't have 
really the guy. I mean, Fitzpatrick, they did as just about as much as they could that one year with that, that 2015 team. Right. But for the most part, this has just been a Jets issue since the Johnsons took control from the Hess family. And, like, Woody's not fucking... Um, what's the guy he sold? He should be dead. Cowboys owner. Why am I blanking? Jerry. Jerry. He's not Jerry Jones. He's not. He wasn't a college athlete. He's not a guy that spent his whole life studying. Like Jerry Jones, you make the argument he shouldn't be the GM, but at least he's a football guy. <laughs> he's been around the shit his whole life. Yeah. Like guy's a football guy. Woody Johnson sells soap. To be fair, trust fund baby. Listen, to be fair, right? Was he not a trust fund baby? Yeah. Wasn't his fa- his yeah. parents? Yeah. To be fair. Jerry Jones puts a product on the field that at least competes year in and year out. They may be mediocre. Yeah, but the Cowboys but never finish 4-12. and 12. Yeah. Well, 4-13 and 13 in this case, but still, you know what I mean. Yeah, the Jets are... I don't want to say borderline disaster. I don't want to say that. It's just weird in football. Windows... The window to success opens and closes so much quicker in football than any other sport. Like baseball, you get a guy like Mike Trout, the window's open. Now it's open for you. Now it's wide open. You know what I mean? In in football, it's like, well, and I know you say cap space is fake, and I kind of agree with you to 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 a point. But like you say, hey, he's got a lot of talent, but they got no cap space, and now they might be there might be a uh, power struggle. Okay, well, well, watch how quickly that window closes. Cap, cap space is fake until it's not, right? Right. Because what does Lamar Jackson want reportedly? He wants the Deshaun Garrett. Watson contract. He wants and now this is why I think he maybe might become available is because the Ravens don't want to give him the Deshaun Eleven Watson games contract. in the last two years. He missed uh, two injuries. So now if you're the Jets, and if Lamar becomes available, you have to pick up the phone and make the call. And if you wind up sending five draft picks over there. Why, why though? Why would you send five draft picks? Well, I'm just saying if, because that's the Deshaun was five picks, right? So, no, no, but why though? Isn't he a free agent? Well, they're going to slap the franchise tag you on him. You think that that's a, without a doubt? Yeah, 100%. They're going to slap the tag on him. And then he's going to say, I'm not playing on the tag. And it'll probably come down to the fuck you trade me. Right. That's probably what it's going to come down to. Right. There's no way he walks scot-free and they're like, oh, we'll get a compensatory pick in next two years from now. There's no way that's going to happen. Yeah. They'll tag him and trade him. And then the Jets or whoever makes the trade is going to want a deal done in principle. before. I don't believe do. that Lamar is the answer for the Jets. And I'm not disagreeing with you. They, they have to go after him. But I don't think he's the end-all, be-all answer. I think there's cheaper options. That produced the same, the same. Uh, well, so now that results. My, now that Lafleur's out, that means Jimmy G is probably out, because Jimmy G was always tied mm-hmm. to the Jets because of the familiarity with Michael Floor's system. Michael Floor, passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Or, he's definitely co- uh, passing game coordinator. I think he was the assistant quarterbacks mm-hmm. coach as well in San Francisco with Jimmy G with that staff with Sala underneath Shanahan. Now, all of a sudden, those ties are gone. And based off of everything Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson and Rob Sala have said over the last 36 hours, they're taking a big swing. They're going to try. When I say big swing, I mean Lamar, I mean Carr, I mean Aaron Rodgers. That's Brady. what I'm saying. Maybe. I just, I, like I said, I do not think Tom Brady will do that to Bob. He's Brad. going to try. Not Brady. The Jets are going to try. Right? If he hits the market, they're going to pick up the phone. And if they don't pick up the phone... It's their own damn fault. It is, it is what it is. I think it's probably Aaron Rodgers. Makes the most sense to me. That's just my opinion. A good running back or or several good running backs, several good wide receivers, a top five defense. You're not going to have to go out there and throw 55 touchdowns. 
but you can. Jets fans would love it, but you don't have to. You get to basically choose the offensive coordinator of your choice if it doesn't happen by March. If the Jets go without an offensive coordinator here, they're pretty much at will to do whatever they want to do. You bring a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you know, they're gonna, they might probably, possibly, most definitely have a say in what's going on as far as their quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator or the wide receivers coach. Progressing past this, you know this job is desirable. Chad Johnson. As stupid as it sounds, that's awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, so he tweeted that he wants to be the wide receivers coach for the Jets. He wants to work with the boys. Uh, Wilson, Corey Davis, and uh, Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore, right? Okay, so you know the talent's there, and you know that the the – What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, it's there. The uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know. The job appeal. What? It, what the star-studded? You know. The, I don't know. I don't it's know like I'm trying to think of a fancy for. way to say like. It's an appealing job. Yeah, but yeah. a fancy way to say it. What's well, like a really? <laughs> I, I, blanking out a little. I don't bit. Know. Whatever. Whatever. Chad Johnson wants to be there, so that's a good job. Well, just a little footnote. It's highly likely Corey Davis is a cap casualty this year. Footnote. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't highly matter. likely he gets cut. Doesn't matter. I'll leave you with this. This is my last thing I'll throw out. This is like all over Jets Twitter. This is what everyone's saying. I mean, it makes sense. This is why we draw these, you know, everyday people draw these conclusions on the Twitter. Greg Olson. I think he's an assistant offensive coordinator with the Rams this past season. Some, okay. Some job like that, right? Um, for three seasons was the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders with Derek Carr. I believe they were three of his better seasons. Over those three seasons, he averaged like 4,300 yards, 23 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 70, 69% completion percentage, something like that. So now this is what everyone's – Greg Olson paired with Derek Carr. It's done by you know February 10th or whatever because – Theoretically, if Carr gets traded, which he probably will, if you're the Jets and you're like, this is what we, if they sign Greg Olson before the Super Bowl, guarantee they're sending draft picks to the, to the fucking Raiders for Derek Carr. I would guarantee it. Now that's a big if. We'll see. There's been no actual Listen, news. getting off the Jets for a second or for good. We can move off the Jets. We'll move off them. I heard again on ESPN this morning that Bryce Love is going to be taken by the Bears. Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. I don't know why I want to say Jordan Love. Bryce Love. Bryce, say it again. Bryce Young is going to be taken by the Bears. This is what people are saying. Yeah, this is what I thought was interesting. When they, Once you get the pick, it's, we've seen it done before. We've absolutely seen it done before where guys have a quarterback in place. Maybe not necessarily a guy they traded up for two years ago who seems to be trending in the right direction. But we've seen this where teams have a guy that they think is their guy and then they stumble into the first round pick or the first overall pick. And now you have three months to fall in love with the guy. And we have a situ- an added wrinkle to the situation with the Chicago Bears where a lot of people would say if you already love that guy, just take the treasure trove of picks and build around, you know, right. build them around no, 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 of course, of course. But guess what? Justin is going to fetch something similar in a deal. So you can just use the first pick to take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud you know, whichever one it may be, and then trade Justin Fields for a similar crop of picks. And guess what? 
you'll probably wind up having two top 10 picks, two top 15 picks if you're in a situation where that happens. And you don't need to pay Justin Fields. It resets the timeline. You reset the timeline by two years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. by two seasons. Which is, I guess, big for the Bears. I'm not – I mean – It's well, a bad we have, deal. We have plenty of time to get into draft stuff. Yeah. I think Bryce, Bryce Young's too short. I get it. He's done great things at Alabama. Dude, he's fucking historically short. Historically short. He's historically short. We're talking number one <laughs> overall pick. I mean, I guess Kyler, but also Kyler. Very small. Yeah, well. What Things else he got? does in the field are amazing. Um, That's all I got before we get into this week. We can go over last week. Oh, you want to go with bets right now? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I don't I don't have that much more to get into. Do you have theirs, their singles, or we're just going to do our singles? We'll just do ours. Brian's right. should be right here. If I can find it, I'll take it uh, out. I'll go first. So go with the spreads, I had um, Tennessee plus six and a half. That's a cover. Pitt minus two and a half. That's a cover. Uh, Giants plus 14. That's a cover. Are you going to do yours? Or do you want me to go down the whole list? ATS? Yeah. 3-0 and L against, against the spread this week. ATS, I hit on Minnesota minus seven and a half. New York Giants plus 14, and I lost on the Chargers plus two and a half. All right, so locks. I had the Giants, Philly under 43, that hit. I had the Jaguars, Tennessee over 40, that did not hit. It was 36. And I had Casey Raiders over 52, and that also did not hit. So one for two, well, one and two on the locks. What do you have? I went 3-0 and on the locks. Pittsburgh money line, Jaguars money line, Buffalo minus 7. Nice. I like that. Now for the parlay. I did Giants plus 14 and under. That covered. Parlayed with Jag- uh, Titans plus 6.5. That covered. Parlayed with KC minus 9. That covered. And then I got greedy and did KC Raiders over 52 and did not hit. Four or five on the parlay, but you know what that gets you? Nothing. Big fat zero. So we lost (laughs) that. And then I'll just throw in uh, the Glizzy got Giants. You know, they covered, but they didn't win, so it's useless. I, again, went went with the old, you know, the four-card straight, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was all money lines. Buffalo hit, Minnesota hit, Cincinnati hit, Seattle hit, the Chargers lost. And my glizzy god was the Bucks, and you know, I mean, got some bad information that Tom Brady was going to play to win. Well, and, remember and Tuesday, it was Tyrod Taylor when I did this glizzy god for the for the Giants. For the Giants, yeah. You know, I wake up Sunday and it's well, whatever. Saturday, we find out it's Davis Webb. I'm like, okay. And Isaiah Hodges isn't even going to hit the field, and all of a sudden, I'm depending on this guy. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So yeah, no, it didn't work. But why that's, don't you? That's why don't you? Tell everybody how we did as a unit. Came into the week minus $5,468 with one week in the regular season to turn this thing around. Stop. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. Go on. We parlayed the New York Giants plus 14. Cover. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Cover. Over 40 points in the Denver Chargers game. Cover. Put the whole thousand on it. Yeah, we did. Won five thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. There you go. We're gonna close out the regular season up four hundred and eighty-two dollars. All which, the turmoil, which is not amazing, but up is up. Up is up is up is up, baby. Wait till you see these playoffs. We're gonna take the playoffs by storm. That's it. 
We're going to win thousands. We're going to win thousands in the playoffs. Very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. With that being said, um, there was line movement in the playoff game. Playoff it? games, two of them. I don't have it in front of me, but I know the Bengals moved from minus seven to minus nine and a half. That's Lamar Jackson is not playing. And they treated that like it was news today. And I got a text from someone from a buddy, so I call Lamar's not playing. I'm like when he what when he didn't practice yesterday, you knew he wasn't playing. And then again, conversation yeah. for another day. But you think yes or no? You think Lamar's a little bit more enticed to play this game if he already has a deal? Yes. Yeah, I think he's in. He's fucking been practicing. Think he's, he played. I think he played last week. If he already had, he's a deal. not playing this game because he's out. <clears throat> um, line movement is the Chargers versus Jaguars move from LA minus one to LA minus two and a half, and Baltimore Cincinnati move from Cincinnati minus seven to Cincinnati minus nine and a half. But that is the news that it won't be Lamar and it won't be Huntley. Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown will make his debut. Oh, he played last week. Oh, he did? Yeah. His starting debut? Or he started I'm last week? I'm pretty sure he started oh, last okay. week. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. So, second game for the rookie, right? He's a rookie, though, right? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, so good luck with that. Um, <laughs> you know, Bengals win 31-13. But anyway. It is super wild card weekend. What does that mean? That means we got a Saturday, Sunday, Monday schedule. Two on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday night, Monday night football. Not understanding the Monday night football game. Because primetime, more money. But this was what they did last year, too. They could have had a Saturday night game, which would have done great. Well, they do have a Saturday night game. And they could have moved one to the Yeah, but I think they do that on purpose because that slot on Saturday isn't good. The 1 o'clock slot on Saturday is not a good slot. Saturday, 4.35 p.m., the Seattle Seahawks will be traveling to San Fran to take on the Niners, where the San Francisco 49ers will be nine-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 42. Um, I think I like the Niners to beat the absolute shit out of the Seahawks this week, honestly. Before we keep going, can I just can I just throw this? I'm just going to throw it out there. You react how you want, and we'll, we'll just keep it moving. Okay. People are suggesting Brock Purdy should be the offensive rookie of the year, right? People are suggesting oh, okay. legitimate people okay. with high high jobs in this business are suggesting Brock Purdy okay. should be considered for offensive rookie of the year. Okay. He only played six games. Are you asking if, me if he should be? No, what I'm what I'm what I'm throwing out there is if you're going to give the award to somebody who only played six games, based on those six games, it's Brees Hall and no one else. Am I wrong? Uh, it's close, but I didn't. That it's a fake question because they should never. Well, should never happen. Brock Purdy should not get this award. No, no, That's, it shouldn't even be close. He shouldn't even get a fucking vote. No, it should be Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Kenneth Walker, and that should be the only people people are considering giving votes to. Mm-hmm. Pickens, because he might sneak in a vote or two, just because. His catch, you know, he's, it's all flash, but whatever, whatever, yeah. So we got nine and a half for, for, for 49ers, right? And what's the over? 42? 42. All right, so this to me is easy. It's over 42, and it's uh, 49ers minus 10. Oh, you know, minus nine and a half. I agree. That's easy. Saturday night, 8.15 p.m., the Los Angeles Chargers are traveling to Jacksonville, where they will be two and a half point favorites on the road. Over-unders 47 and a half. 
reports have been leaked that if uh, it's expected if the Chargers lose this game in Jacksonville, Brandon Staley will be fired. Which to me, going on the NFL script here, we're going Jaguars money line at plus one twenty. Chargers are minus two and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, feel free to disagree with me. Um, thinking about it now. I I um. He's playing lights out. He really is. T Law. Yeah. Yeah. It's the real. It's the real. If the reports the are coming out on Wednesday that if you lose this game, you get you're gonna get fired. Nine out of ten times that team's gonna lose and this man's gonna get fired. Right. Uh I'm gonna take I'll take Jacksonville Street. I'm okay with that. I'm not gonna touch the over under. Yeah, I don't feel any type of way about the over under. Sunday, one oh five slot. This is the go grab some lunch, grab a drink game, because who gives a rat's ass? Miami is traveling to Buffalo in an AFC East divisional matchup. No Tua, no Teddy Bridgewater. Skyward Thompson is going to go. Mike Glennon's going to be the dress backup. Buffalo Bills are 13.5-point favorites for this game at home. The over-under is the 43.5. I like the Bills laying the points. I don't know how I feel about the over-under. Anthony? I'm going to go under, and I'm going to take Miami plus 13.5. Okay. They're going to find a way to keep it close. Right. Uh, they ain't gonna win. You know how the Giants really never had a chance to win yesterday uh, last week, but they covered the fourteen. Yeah, it'll feel like that. I don't think it's the same thing. It'll feel just like that. It'll feel just like that though. They'll be down twenty-one and get a score with eight minutes left. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what happens when when Demar Hamlin fucking leads the walkout? Uh, he's home now. No, he's I understand. Home now. No, I understand. So you come on. No, if, I understand. If he can be, I believe he will lead the team out of the tunnel. But, and then but let me, let me, you know, now take the Bills minus fucking twenty four and a half. I know, but you, let me line. let me like, just say this before you move on because it's it's something that should be said. Uh, Patriots Bills, right? Week eighteen, it's thirty five twenty three. The Bills had two kickoff returns for a touchdown. Without that, the score is 23-21, they lose. Now, I understand it happened, and that's why they won, so that, like that's how that works. It happened. It did happen. Those are few and far between. So few and far between that it was three years, three months, and three days since they had a kick return for a touchdown. Now, they had two. That's great. Without that, that game is much closer. So give me it being closer until it's not. There's, there's going to be the game script for Miami is going to be keep this as close as we can for as long as we can. It's not going to be go in the game. You know what I mean? For Buffalo, it's going to be like, let's blow them out immediately. That's that's just how I that's how I view it from both sides. But giving Miami plus 13.5 is still a playoff game. Fine, I'm going Buffalo minus 13.5. New York Giants are traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Vikings will be three-point favorites. Over-under is 48 points. Um... I definitely kind of feel like I like the over in this game. Really, I like the under. I'm, I mean, I didn't like it, but I would go under. I don't. I I haven't felt any type of way about loving loving an over under in the NFL all season. Over unders in college is where I thrive, and it's almost always the over, dude. But I will be going Giants plus the three points today. I I don't think it's over. So, a little fun fact I heard on. I want to say it was. The Dicks in the Morning, D. Pietro and Rothenberg, but it could have been, 
Han and, and, and Bart? You know, in the last time the Giants won a playoff game, not on a year they won a Super Bowl? Almost nervous. <laughs> 2000. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Not in a year they played in the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I was gonna. Well, say. that would that's still a loss. I mean, all right, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost um, the playoff game. Super Bowl wouldn't wouldn't count. What when? 1993. Oh God. It's got to end. It's got to end. All good things must come to an end. I think the Giants get a get a win in a field goal game here. If they lose, it's not going to be by more than a field goal. I'll take the points. Yeah. I'm taking the Giants uh, in an alt spread minus two and a half. They win this game. They, it's just, they just flat out win this game. They flat out. I don't know if they dominate them. They flat out get to Kirk Cousins, cause havoc. Jay Jetta probably goes for 95, 100 yards. Like, I'm not I'm not saying we shut Jay Jetta down. But I'll go Kayvon Thibodeau gets at least one sack. And... The Giants win this fucking game, dude. They do. They really do. Uh, rushing touchdown for Daniel Jones. They win this game. And I'm not saying they do it convincingly, but, like, they build momentum now towards next week to pull off a miracle if, if need be. But we'll see. We'll talk about that next week after I'm right on this week. This is the this is what matters right here. So, good. You can move on. I'm a little giddy. I'm a little excited. Sunday night football. Oh, it's not a 1 o'clock game. Had the Giants had the 1 yeah. o'clock hour, yeah. it's different. This man's going to crumble under pressure. Go ahead, continue. Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Bengals are minus nine and a half. Over under is 40 and a half. I like the Bengals minus nine and a half here. Ravens on their third string quarterback. Um, Joe Burrow said, I am the window. Mm-hmm. This team is a team that I like to go back to the Super Bowl, which is funny because right after the Super Bowl last year, I was questioning how big their window was. But I, a couple of weeks ago, I started feeling like this might be the team. And I haven't put any money on it yet, and that's probably foolish of me. But before the games go off this weekend, I'll look to put a future in on the Bengals to, to win the Super Bowl this year. So I have Bengals minus 9.5. I also have over 40. This is a cruise control game to me. This yeah, is a 31-13 thir- where you hit both and you just you just keep on keeping on. There's no reason why that they shouldn't just steamroll them. And it's the Sunday night game, right? Yeah, I was going to say 31-10, but yeah. We're still over. Over that 40. Good. Monday night football. The Dallas Cowboys. They're going to Tampa. Yeah, I don't know why. I just had a brain fart there for a second. I thought I did everything wrong. I thought we were about to fucking hit the lead and start the pot over from the top. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys traveling to Tampa Bay to take on... Tam Brady and the Buccaneers, who are kind of – it's hard to say that they call fire, right? They didn't really catch fire. They no. just had a pretty confident ass-kicking two weeks ago. They look okay. And I believe it would have been another pretty good ass-kicking last week if, if they needed it. But since they don't need it, why? You know, you got a 46-year-old quarterback out there. Tampa Bay's plus two and a half at home. I just uh, – this is the perfect – Cowboys first round exit after a really good year, right? This that, is this is it. This like, is the Cowboy exit. So I'll take Tampa with the points. I'll take Tampa on the money line. I'll do both, and I'll win two ways. I'm gonna take Tampa on the money line on this. Uh, here's my thing behind it: seven straight games with turnovers for Dak Prescott, interceptions for Dak Prescott. Um, 
he's going to throw another one. I'm not saying Brady's a world beater at this point in this age, but if you give him short field, he's going to take advantage. So I think that Dallas gives him short field one or two times in this game, and he converts to at least 10 points, and that's the difference. That's what I think happens, straight up. Because Dak, these interceptions that Dak's throwing are not tip passes, not, you know what I mean, not deflected at the line, not off the receiver's hands and into somebody. I mean, some of them are, but most of them are like just poor throws, mistimed throws. So I think that's going to come back to haunt them, and I think Tampa Bay's defense is going to kind of lead the way. So I'm going Tampa Bay. Me as well. So just to um, recap your boys' picks over here, taking the Jaguars' money line, the Niners not laying 9.5, the Buffalo Bills laying 13.5, the Giants plus the 3, Bengals minus 9.5, and, and the Buccaneers' money line. And if you wanted to be a silly little boy, if you wanted to be a silly little fucking Sally, it's six-leg parlays plus 6,196. I didn't do the thing for mine, but we're pretty similar, so I'm sure it's going to be somewhere around there. Maybe add a little bit more for the alt if you go alt minus two and a half. Um, yeah, so that's what I want it to look like now. Can you parlay alternate spreads on DraftKings? Yeah. You, can, you should be able to, right? You yeah. can do anything on DraftKings. You can do anything you want. So what if we went and... Take Giants minus two and a half alternate line. Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half alternate line. And we're gonna try to get to this Bengals Ravens game real quick. You're gonna take a higher alt line? Yeah. Wow. Bengals were originally minus nine and a half, right? You're gonna bring them what to thirteen and a half? Twelve and a half. Okay, that's fine. So alternate spread parlay, Giants minus two and a half, Bucks minus two and a half, Bengals minus twelve and a half, plus twelve thousand two hundred. I'm sorry, twelve hundred and twenty one. Oh my god. Twelve hundred and twenty one. <laughs> Definitely you not. You see 4, my eyes? 000. My yeah, eyes were yeah, like, like, whoa. I'm stealing, I'm bro. like, hit it. Hit, put that in <laughs> now. Log in. Log in. Like, Here's my credit doing? card. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. So, I'm, I mean, uh, you want to you wanna throw some of that on some of that, some of that action? Cause we're gonna, so, we're not going to reset our money here. We aren't obviously doing against the spread locks and parlays anymore. We're right. now just each picking every game as it goes. But we are carrying this plus 482 over throughout the Super Bowl. To see how we finish for the entire regular season and so, postseason. What is what is what is it? What would be a dog parlay? Just the dog parlay. Tampa Giants. Tampa Giants. Jaguars. Jag, yeah, Jaguars. Just the dog. Did parlay. you write that one down before I clear it out? No. I will though. What? It's twelve. What? Giants minus two and a half. Bucks minus two and a half. Bengals minus twelve and a half. Plus twelve. Um. Yeah. Plus twelve twenty. Twelve twenty. So we can just go now. Jaguars. Jags money. Giants money line. Giants money and Tampa Bay money. Plus 1085. 
You thinking what I'm thinking? 500? No, I was thinking put it in as a parlay and then round robin that son of a bitch after the fact. Or I guess just round robin it if you're going to do the parlay, right? Good round robin it. Can you do it on? You know how to do it on there? Yeah. So it's, it's giving you the two pick one, though. It's not. Most places don't give you the, the you know, it's three bets two ways. Right. You When you're doing it, you're saying to do it. Um, three three bets two ways and then one bet three ways, right? That's but usually you gotta right. have the fourth team. No, no, no. I'm saying if it was a three leg team, yeah, you would say to do the three bets two ways and then also just the three person the three team parlay too, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's not. Well, but we could just do that separately though. That's so if you do the. Well, we have the whole thousand to play with, right? So I mean, what you want to do. 250 uh, 250 a bet 750 on that yeah so we need two we would need two to cover to win then yeah you know two to two out of the three to hit the max payout on that is three thousand nine hundred and five dollars so that's that's 250 on each yeah. combination yes all right. It's three three bets two ways. Yeah. So I don't know. Does it give you a breakdown on? No, it won't. Right. Mm, not until it's in the slip. All right. Well, we can just figure it out. Give me separately. Give right? me all the pluses. Actually, plus one twenty. Plus one forty five. Plus one twenty. I mean, I could just figure it out right here. No, I got it. I got it right here. I mean, like, leave it. Let's just see what happens. We know what happens if we if we win out, right? So it's two fifty. It's seven fifty for what? Seven fifty to win um, three thousand nine hundred and five, I believe. Yeah. All right. So we're hoping all three of them win. We don't have to worry about counting it. Right. Um. Interesting note that I just saw here. So the Giants are plus three. Okay, I see why. These these spreads move to two and a half, right? That's why. Okay. Giants hit a plus three, and these guys got the half point. That's why they're plus 145. Yes. Okay. Okay. Curious to see where the money is. I really wish I could see it. Oh, there you go. 55%. There you go. 55% of bets are on Minnesota's money line right now, and only 43 are on the Giants plus three. I mean, that's that's... Stealing, boys. I don't know what else to say. Uh, the, even Vegas is telling you the, the play is the Giants. So I was curious with the Jaguars. That was another thing that I, um, amongst, amongst all of the shit that we got caught up with on Tuesday, and I'll just be quick with about it, when I was saying all of the ways that I should have saw this coming, do you know where the money lied on, on the national championship on Monday night? No. 73% of the money lied on TCU. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I saw that after my ticket was in. Because if I saw that and I hadn't placed the ticket yet, I would have been like, nah, I love you guys, but I'm out. I'm just going to watch this one as a fan. Bengals are a little scary. 82% of the money on the spread is on the Bengals. 82%, 90% of the money. Dude, line. 21 and 3. 22 and 3, yeah. I think. No, no, I, I'm not, you know. And then Bucks and, and uh, 64% of the money is on Tampa Bay. 54% of the money is on Tampa Bay on the spread. 
So the spread makes it a little more even. Did you but... break down what each parlay would wins yet or no? No, I was gonna do it after the fact. Like oh, wait right. till next week. You know. I, I could, could just do it right here if you want to write it down. All right, go ahead. The um, Giants-Jaguars is plus 439, so Giants-Jaguars pays back 1347. And that's going to be the same for the Giants. Um Bucks because the odds are the same, and then Jags Bucks is three eighty four, so two fifty takes back twelve ten. Okay. So that's seven fifty. We have another two fifty. Mm-hmm. Do you want to touch this again at all? Just the whole straight up three team parlay, or do you want to move on to something else? Uh, well, the three team straight would pay. A hundred would pay back a thousand and eighty-five. That's it. Yeah. Or we could go and look at that alternate spread parlor. Yeah, let's look at that old. So we got Giants minus two and a half. That's plus one fifty-one. You got the Jaguars minus two and a half. That's going to put you at plus 129. And then you got the Bengals absolutely road running over. 12 and a half you have? Yeah, that's what I had for the Bengals. It's um, 1,199. So just under 12. Just under 12. Yeah, plus eleven ninety nine. So you want you want to do that? I'm okay with that. Put a hundred on that. Yeah, I'll and like then that. we have one fifty left to play with. And then uh, you know, the rest is. You want to do a touchdown parlay? Fuck yeah. Let's do that. Huh. I mean, gotta go Jamar Chase now. I'm okay with that. Jamar Chase is minus 105. Yep. Yep, he sure is. And then I got George Kittle plus 140. A number 18 plus 240. You want to just keep it those three? Number 18. Number 18, and then Kittle. Yeah, where's number 18? There he is. So that's at almost 1,500. 1,493. Yep, so you want to put 150 on that? That's what we had left, right? Yeah, Kittle, 
number 18, and Chase. And that's 150. So in two thousand three hundred and ninety dollars, it's it's eighty nine and and seventy one cents. So I'm rounding it up. So what is it? Twenty three hundred and ninety. Twenty three ninety. And if you're new to the show, number eighteen is Isaiah Hodgins on the New York Giants. Yeah, we just call him number. 18. The reason we call him that is because we didn't know his name the first week. He was, <laughs> the first two weeks he was on the team, we we're like, this number eighteen guy is fucking always open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. We got $100 on. The Bengals minus 12.5 in an alt spread. The Giants minus 2.5 in an alt spread. And the Buccaneers minus 2.5 in an alt spread. That's 100 to win 1,199. We have a round robin between all of the underdogs. That is the Jaguars, that is Tampa, and that is the Giants. Round robin, each of them will have a $250 parlay, two teams. So it goes Giants-Jaguars, just those two-team parlay for thirteen forty-seven. It's the Giants Bucks for thirteen forty seven, and it's Bucks and Jags for twelve ten. So that makes up seven hundred and fifty of it. We have one hundred and fifty left. We decided to play a little game and do it on the um, anytime touchdowns. We're going Kittle number eighteen, Isaiah Hodges in parentheses, Jamar Chase. That is one hundred and fifty to win two thousand three hundred and ninety. We are up how much? Four hundred eighty two dollars. Four hundred eighty two dollars in the year. All plays out well. We could be up uh, almost eight thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand. So turn this thing around in a, in a week, dude. And Rome then, wasn't built in a day, but this fucking bank will be. Yeah, you better believe it. You better then, believe once it. Once we're up there. that, I mean, forget about it. Then the sky's the limit. You know. Then I'm taking. it. Then eight. we're gonna put fucking five grand on the bills. So I mean, should we should we just say it while we're here? If um, Bills play the Chiefs next week, the game is gonna be in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. So there we go. That's that. Anything else? I don't understand it, but I'm not gonna not gonna get into it now. We can talk about that if if it, if and when it does happen. The neutral site game? Yeah, because how did how, how did the Chiefs lose the home field advantage? Well, I think like, no, what, I, I, I believe. No matter what the Chiefs did, if the Bills won that game. And then beat the Patriots, which they did. No matter what the Chiefs did, it was Bills' number one seed. And now they can't get above them because they don't have the extra game to get the extra win. You know what I'm saying? Really? I don't think... Is really? I think so. Okay. This, look, as far as I knew, there were number one seed playoff, uh, playoff implications for three teams hinging on that game because it was the Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs. And now... The Bills and the and the Bengals both lost the game, mm-hmm. so you got to do something. It's not the Chiefs' fault. It's not the Bengals' fault. It's not the Bills' fault. It's no one's fault. So if the Bills play the Bengals then and eliminate the Chiefs in the and then the AFC Championship is the Bills and Bengals, they're also neutral. Uh, might be, might okay. be. I'm not sure. It just sucks to the fans, you know. It is what it is. Right, what are you gonna do? Yeah. No. 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 Doesn't suck for anyone more than Demar Hamlin's mother. You know? <laughs> no, I know. Like, I, know. I really sorry. don't. Listen, <laughs> sorry AF- to make light of it, but now that he's home, like the AFC is so competitive compared to the NFC, it's actually frightening. So here's a tasty tidbit. Give me the tasty tidbit. If you're a silly little boy, dude, I'm kind of silly. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, is the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoffs. Oh, that is fucking disgusting. Twenty-seven years old. He's the oldest quarterback in the play- in the AFC playoffs. How about this? 
check me out here, dude. He's got seven postseason wins. The entire rest of the AFC field has six. If Tom Brady wasn't in, he would have, I believe, one more or one less playoff win than every other quarterback in the field if Tom Brady wasn't there. You wow. hook, you hook bother. That's <laughs> tough. That's weird. I guess the all AFC... of a sudden he's the Rick, the rocket, the crotchety old man. I, I guess the AFC's got uh, they're in good hands, dude. <laughs> like, yo, he's the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoff field at twenty five years old. At twenty seven years old, Stetson Bennett just won a co- his second college national championship at twenty five years old. Right, that's insanity. Like, insanity. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so it should be a good super wild card weekend. Give me you know? a give me a bold prediction. For this weekend? Yeah. Not only do the Giants win this game, but they win emphatically on the right arm of Daniel Jones. And good. He secures himself his five-year contract, forty-six million per. All right, I like that. I Did like you that. see that? That's what he's reported. What does he want? Five years, at least five years, forty-six million per. What? <laughs> this is what I read. You know, I mean, nah, dude. Yeah, dude. Nah, dude. Nah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Nah, stop. He wants the Kyler yeah. deal. Yeah. Okay. Go get the Kyler deal elsewhere. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. If that's what he wants, dude. What if someone else comes in and offers? 42? He threw fifteen touchdowns this year. <laughs> But there's no receivers. I know, I love the guy, but he threw 15 touchdowns. Tell you what, I'll give you um, I'll give you 1.5 million a touchdown. Bro, it's like having it's like having fucking Ace Jack suited, and somebody comes in preflop with a huge bet, and now you don't want to get in because they're not like they're good cards, but they're not great cards. But now you got to pay to find out what they could be, right? Yeah, no. It's the same thing with Daniel Jones. Now we got to pay to find out what he is with receivers. That's no. All right. So my bold prediction, <laughs> my bold prediction, and it might not be that bold, but Buccaneers beat the Cowboys. Okay. And Mike McCarthy gets fired. A lot of guys are going to get fired in hopes that Sean Payton shows back up, dude. The Saints should just be like, we're not trading. him. <laughs> Cause they're saying Brennan Staley will get fired if they lose. Sean Payton is a big reason why. Sean Payton looming. Yeah. They're saying the same thing about Mike McCarthy over there. They're saying Sean Payton has already been granted permission to interview with the Broncos. He's also already been granted permission to interview with the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. This fucking guy, a lot of coaching shit isn't gonna fall until this guy makes a decision. Right. And I think it would be amazing if the Saints were like, you know what? Keep your first round pick. <laughs> Sean Fucking re- ride the pine, yeah, bitch. <laughs> you know. Do you think that's bold? Is that bold? That's bold enough, right? Yeah, Mike yeah. McCarthy gets fired? I mean, I think a lot of people wouldn't be surprised if that's the way this this went down here. But yeah. Off of two winning seasons? Oh, and it's no, even, they didn't win last year, It's right? even better. No, weren't they 500 Yeah, okay, ish. okay, okay. Um, even better because this is the Monday night game, right? Yeah. So now all this news will come out. Or we'll have all this shit to talk about on Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, instead of talking about the game and talking about who is or isn't at practice or the future of Lamar Jackson or whatever it is, we could just talk about Mike McCarthy fired after making the playoffs and mm-hmm. going and winning 12 games or whatever it was this okay, season. Okay, I'll do even better. I'll even give a bolder prediction. Two coaches get fired after making the playoffs. 
Mike McCarthy, Brandon Staley. What we just No, they both get fired. Well, if they both I'm gonna lose. parlay it that they both lose and they both get fired. Uh breaking news here, I guess. Not not nothing earth shattering. I didn't even know the Patriots. Did they move Patricia? I just got an update from the score in New England to begin interviewing candidates for the offensive coordinator role. So they either moved Patricia back to defense or they fired him. I it's not it seems pretty on Bill like at this point in his career for him to fire Matty. Yeah. So I bet you he's just moving not earth shattering news, but I bet you he's just moving him back. Yeah. I mean it's not like Brian's backbreaker on Tuesday. No oh God. Oh God. So what else? That's about it. I mean, these I'm, shows are going to get shorter and shorter. I know that, but it, you know, there's less and yeah, less to talk but, about. More in detail. It's going to be a good week. I feel good. This is one of the first weeks in a while I feel confident in placing my bets. All right. What what are, what game are you most excited as a fan? That's uh, how we'll end it. As okay. a fan, I mean, you, you want me to? You want me to? How do I not say Giants? You know what I mean? Because I am right, a Giants fan. Right, right. You're a Giants fan. But if we go against that, it would be Chargers-Jaguars. I think Chargers-Jaguars is the uh, you know the I mean? most exciting game for me as well. The most boring game, and I'm not even talking about nap time game. I'm talking about slightly competitive game is Cowboys-Bucks. That's yeah, the game where that I'm could wind up being like a 10-6 to 6 at halftime. Snoozer, dude. The NFL's like, what are we doing? What do we do? Yeah. This is the last Monday Night Football game of the year, and this is what we got going on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, could be. So that's, I I, I kind of see that happening. But, yeah, obviously the game I'm looking forward to most is my guys, my dogs. We'll see what happens. I mean, I got, so. I got high hopes for the first time all year. So. We haven't done it. Glizzy got pick of the week. I'm going big blue. Yeah, I'm going big blue. For sure. Homer pick. Because the Chargers can win this game. The point differential is the thing I can't get over. For the for Vikings. The Vikings. Yeah. yeah. They're historically the worst 12 win team and, ever. And beating them and losing to them earlier by that that ridiculously long field goal. I just think there's I just think they have it. I just think they have it figured out. I think I just think they do. I think their defense is didn't have McKinney last game. Didn't nope. have a Dory Jackson last game. Nope. Still don't have a Dory Jackson. Should have him. McKinney's back. McKinney's back. Landon Collins is playing that box safety linebacker role now. Which is different. I mean, Ojolari and Thibodeau are both going, right? Ojolari hurt still or no? No, I think they're both going. Well, you know, you got to think because it's colossal, dude. It's colossal that if you trade, if you traded for TJ Hawkinson, the Lions almost win the fuck out, basically. Almost went out, right? They lost one game since they traded them. They were like 7-1 and one since they traded them. And then you take a first-round exit. That's... What Shocking. about what about while we're talking about the Lions, you fucking take back what what is seemingly a, a dead, a, a huge dead money contract, a financial burden with the first round, two first round picks to do right by Matt Stafford and move him on to a situation where where he could possibly win a Super Bowl, which he <laughs> did. And now not only did do you get the two first round picks, I don't remember who they used one of them on last year, but you have another one this year, and it looks like you got a guy. It looks like Goff might be a guy. I mean, it, was he not a top 15 guy this year? Dude, not would only you, that. Would you rather fucking go draft a, a, a CJ Stroud? or Because they're going to have a top four pick now, right? With that, uh, they're going to have the Rams pick. The Rams pick. So it's a top three, top four pick. I'm not going to go fucking get a, use a pick like that on a quarterback, even if I think it's a perfect prospect. Uh, well, not perfect prospect because there isn't one of those. But I'm not going to use one of those picks on a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young. Definitely not a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson. No, no, no. no. 
when I already have a guy right now who's fucking a st- he's a starting guy in the league. He had a couple of slow years, but you know sometimes the change of scenery works. We saw it with Tannehill. We saw it with Carson Palmer twice, right? Dude, uh, listen. We saw it work with Cor- work out pretty well for Kurt Warner. Wait, wait, is is four too high for Kiki Ringo? Keely Ringo. Um, probably because. Two of those top four picks seem like they're going to be quarterbacks. Right, so, so now, talking now we're talking Jay, we're talking Jalen Carter so and Will, Will Anderson. Jr. Will Anderson. Yeah, one of those two. I see. This is the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if Will Anderson or Jalen Carter goes first to the Bears. Like I want to be sure no, if no, that no, happens. No, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a lot of shit. That a lot of information that we're going to get from some now until then. From now till then, a lot of it's useless. A lot of it's important. I mean, I don't want to as a dra- as a Jets guy. And as a draft guy, this is the first time in a long time that I didn't start looking at, at draft stuff until like two or three weeks ago. You know, because <laughs> we were in it because, for a little long. Because the Jets went from picking in the mid twenties to thirteenth. Yeah. So now I'm kind of getting back into the draft stuff, but I don't want to wait. We got so much time oh, there yeah. to fill on draft stuff. But yeah, I just you know what's interesting. This is what I will say. What's the the interesting dynamic to the Houston Texans deal? That kind of slid under the radar with Lovey getting fired and winning that last game, costing them the number one overall pick, this and that, right? Not only did it cost them the number one overall pick, who did they beat in that game? Uh, Division rival, right? Right. The Titans, right? No. No. They were blue. Uh, why am I fucking up? It was the Colts. Okay. They beat the Colts on, in Week 18 to give up the number one overall pick to the Chicago Bears. So this is not where the, the Lions are picking further down than than four. Who is picking four is the Indianapolis Colts, who need a quarterback, right? So not only did they lose the pick, win the game, fire their coach, lose the shot at getting the guy they want, unless they're going to go up and, and swap spots with the Bears. Now the Colts are in a position where it's not unrealistic to go from four to one and go get the guy and take him from the Texans, and now you got to see him twice a year. Yeah. So if your guy this whole time was already Bryce Young, now the ba- the fucking Colts just go, oh, we're going to give you four, 60-whatever, you know, seven, pick 72, and our number one next year to move from four to one. Now not only do you not have Bryce Young, you got a game plan against him for the next two years. So it could be a nightmare situation for Houston coming out of the draft in, in early April. So wild, right? You don't even think about that. until Those are the kinds of ramifications people don't work, don't yeah. think about. God. So that's that's all I got. Anything else? No. I we can close great. this thing out. We thought it was going to be a quicker show. We're at 58 minutes. So we're right around that hour all mark right. anyway. Solid show. We're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Stay Thirsty Company, Sachi D. De Niro. Tiger Pack Productions, Justin's Chop Shop of West Hampton Beach, and Dino Skate Park. Peace out. Stay tuned. <laughs>